Hi, welcome to episode 473 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott. And December is here, and I always start the Christmas season by watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. I don't care what they say, that show is great. A coked up Princess Leia singing the Life Day song to the lyrics of the Star Wars theme is still better than anything in Phantom Menace. Today is Fantastic Four, Volume 3, Number 44, a.k.a. Fantastic Four, 473, from August 2001. Annihilation by Carlos Pacheco with Rafael Marin and Jeff Loeb. So Carlos Pacheco is back on art duties, and we begin at the new Baxter building, where the Submariner is looking at these huge pictures of the Fantastic Four. The FF must really love themselves to plaster their images all over the entire wall of one of their rooms. Noah Baxter calls up Namer to give him an update on Johnny and the others, who have infiltrated the Gideon Trust headquarters, and they might soon be able to contact Reed, Sue, and Ben in the negative zone. Namer says he'll do whatever it takes to make sure Sue is okay. Noah reminds him that the fate of two universes is, is at stake. Namer replies he doesn't care if it's two universes or seven. If anything happens to Sue, there will be hell to pay. Ugh, this guy really needs to get over his crush on Sue and move on. There's, there's so many fish in the sea. More appropriately, more fish ladies in the sea. Over at Gideon headquarters, Johnny along with Namorita, Ant-Man, and She-Hulk, find themselves fighting with the Mad Thinker's awesome android, and he's giving them a hard time. Hence the adjective, awesome. And back in the negative zone, Reed, Sue, and Ben have made friends with a pilgrim called Hell Scout, an alien with a lion's mane called Gornkai, and, and, Maximus the Mad, the mad brother of Black Bolt the Inhuman who's willing to help out in this situation and get everyone home. But they've come across the people working for the Gideon Trust, led by... Paste Pot Pete! And I was thinking that they, like, gave Paste Pot Pete some new powers, but he doesn't seem any more powerful to me. Actually, he doesn't even have his paste gun, so he seems less powerful. I don't... I don't understand what's going on with this dude. So, uh... So the group of guys led by Pastepot Pete, have captured Annihilus. Yeah, this must be some kind of what-if story, mislabeled as a Fantastic Four issue. What if Pastepot Pete wasn't such a pathetic loser? They've got Annihilus tied up with these electrified cables. One of the men yells out, Tear his wings off and see what kind of squeals he makes. And Pete replies, Now, now, boys. Let's not play with our food. What? Are they going to eat Annihilus? He doesn't look very tasty. I bet he's a bit gamey. One of the men says they're ready to engage the power transfer. And that begins. And another chap strolls over and he takes the cosmic control rod off of Annihilus' neck. He says, that belongs to Gideon Trust now. I don't know about that. Annihilus might want to consult a law firm on that. He might have a good case. Maybe the law firm of Nelson and Murdoch could help out. That would be quite a, that would be quite a story. Annihilus tells them to pray to whatever gods they know because the end is near. Back at Gideon Tower, 
She-Hulk is laying into the android. And finally, she breaks it. They proceed into the next room, where they find these two guys strapped up in this gold ring hanging from the ceiling. And back on Noah's space station, I guess one of the perks of being a tenured college professor is you get your own space station. Jedediah, Noah's son, I think, tells Noah that they think they have uh, negative ion readings from the negative zone, which may be the Fantastic Four. Noah mutters to himself, I should have never left Kansas. First of all, if I had the choice between living on a space station or living in Kansas, I think I'd choose the space station. And second of all, you have a character from Kansas, and not once has anyone uttered that overused phrase from The Wizard of Oz, which I'm not going to say. Back with uh, Reed and the others, he's working on creating a gizmo out of an old flare gun. You know, he's kind of like the original MacGyver. Been asked if they can go smash some stuff yet. Even Gornkai is getting impatient, and he asks if it's clobbering time. Ben is a bad influence on these people. Finally, Reed tells Maximus to go, and Maxi calls up his alpha primitives and orders them to attack. They rush off down the hill toward Pacepot Pete and the others. There's a vicious battle down in the valley between the alpha primitives and the Gideon Trust folks. Up on the ridge, Reed has modified that flare gun, and he needs to shoot the cosmic control rod to disrupt the flow of energy and seal the portal. But they only have one shot, so he gives the gun to Hell Scout, who claims to be a very good shot. Hell Scout fires, he hits the control rod, and... The explosion can be heard all the way back in the regular universe, and Johnny reacts by saying that he thinks explosion equals bad. That probably explains why he can't keep a girlfriend. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds like something. And these two guys hanging from the ceiling start to glow. And the people run for their lives, saying that the portal is about to blow. Johnny tells everyone to get out of there. He's going to try to absorb all the heat. Next, he gets engulfed in fire in the shape of a, of a four sign from the flare gun, telling Johnny that his teammates are alive. I'm not too sure if he's happy about that. This was his one and only chance to become the leader of the Fantastic Four. Notice how quickly he assembled a new team. He was chomping at the bit to have his own Fantastic Four. Back in the negative zone, the time for clobbering has come, and the FF and friends proceed with a good clobbering of the Gideon Trust people. Pete says that if he's going to lose, he's going to have a little fun first. And he takes an axe, and he chops the cosmic control rod in half. Reed finds Pete and calls him the Trapster, and Pete says he was thinking about changing that name. Reed says, this isn't a game, and he smacks Pete across the face. As everyone else fights, Annihilus manages to free himself from the cables, and he grabs the two halves of his control rod. Hellscout comes over and tries to attack him with his swords. You dare? Annihilus says in disgust, as he strikes back at the out-of-his-league Pilgrim. Sue says to Ben, Ben, you've got to stop Annihilus! Ben? Ben? Why Ben? Why not you, Sue? You're more powerful. Just create a force field in his chest and kill him. Is that so much to ask? But before Ben or Sue can do anything, Hell Scout takes his sword and runs it through Annihilus' chest. That's probably not going to kill him. Probably just going to piss him off. Back on the space station Alexandria, Noah is concerned about the Gideon Corporation and the energy they've been siphoning that is tearing up Manhattan. He says they're going to do something right away. Back in the negative zone, 
Reed mentions that Annihilus's nega rod was acting as a funnel for energy from the core of the universe. And Ben is like, and so? Reed says the control rod is still pouring negative energy into our universe. Sue puts a force field around the rod, and Reed says the planetoid is becoming unstable and could fall apart. Pete is like, okay, we're getting out of here. Chase us, or save the world, take your pick. So Pete and the Gideon people run. Ben wants to chase after him, but Reed says to let him go. They're trapped in the negative zone anyway, so forget about him. They take off in their ships, and Ben turns his attention to the control rod, and he grabs the two pieces of it, and he decides to put it back together. He takes them, and he smashes them together, and he pushes really hard. <clears throat> back on the Alexandria, they detect a drop in the flow of negative energy, and they still need to siphon off the rest of the energy and blow it into outer space, and they engage the transporter, sucking up all this energy from Earth, but overloading the grid on the space station, and the space station becomes engulfed in energy. Noah tries to call his wife Abby and tell her that he loves her, but he can only say, I love, before it's too late. I assume he was going to say, I love you, and not, I love pepper jack cheese. I mean, either one would be understandable. Back in the negative zone, Reed, Sue, and Ben say goodbye to Gornkai and Hell Scout, and they rush toward the portal back to Earth before it closes. Gornkai turns to Hell Scout and says, with Annihilus dead, they should hunt down Pacepot Pete, or maybe Maximus, who also fled. Hell Scout says he's tired of hunting stuff. He may just take some time off and just explore the universe. Next, we see that Annihilus's armor is empty, like maybe he got away. Back at the Gideon Tower, Reed, Sue, and Ben emerge from the portal. They find Ant-Man sitting on top of the dead body of Janus. Killed by Ant-Man? Can there be a more embarrassing way to die? She-Hulk comes in and says that maybe, maybe he didn't kill him. She-Hulk comes in, and she's still bitching over the fact that Johnny called Luke Cage before he called her. <sighs> I mean, Luke Cage is a lot more tougher than she is, so why not? They find Johnny sitting over on the floor nearby, flamed on, and he says that he can't flame off. Haven't we done this before? He's still stuck as the Human Torch. Meanwhile, at a Gideon Trust safe house in Lake Tahoe, a leadership group from Gideon has assembled. I still don't know who these people are. They haven't done a very good job of creating any kind of memorable members of the Gideon Trust. A voice comes over the intercom telling them that they've all been fired. Is Donald Trump is Donald Trump the CEO of Gideon? That, that makes kind of sense. He reminds them that they've signed non-disclosure agreements, so they can't discuss what's happened to anyone. Back in the negative zone, some alpha primitives are still there in the remains of the battlefield. Some of them are dead, and the rest of them don't look too good. And one of the primitives finds something interesting inside a blue ball of goo. It's a baby. It's a little Annihilus baby. Like who is killed and reborn. He's such a cute baby. And that's the end of the issue. So we still have some unresolved stories for next time. Like, what's going on with Johnny Storm? Can he be cured? Is Noah Baxter dead? And Ben finally goes off to find Alicia. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastsf at gmail.com. 
You can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Outside and inside. Don't have to run and hide Keep your eyes open for the